0: Is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X for part one with Talia Suscower? We discuss being present, opening up on stage, showing up for yourself and for others, and self-talk. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Talia Suscower. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Talia Suscower. Talia, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. This is so exciting. Before we started recording, I was saying it's a long time coming. I feel like our paths have been crossing down in in Florida, up here, and it's just been a lineup of us to finally have a conversation. What a conversation we're going to have. I
1: know. I'm so excited.
0: Over Wicked and your journey to this moment and beyond. But before we get to any of that, I want to bring it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up?
1: oh i mean i so my mom would play cast albums of of musicals in the car for me growing up she was and her dad actually brought her to musicals in the west end and in new york and so musical theater has really kind of been a part of my life since the beginning it was really like the first sounds i was hearing in music were like classic rock and musical theater so i think that was my way in was like like kind of going into these new worlds through the cast albums sure and so so I, I pretty much knew what I wanted to do from a really really young age, and I, I mean, since I think seeing my first musical—it wasn't on Broadway, but probably like a, a high school musical or something when I was younger—and seeing my family, my older cousins do musicals, I knew that I wanted to be an actor. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know I could really have a career in it. Obviously, till you're older and and you and learn, but. I mean, I wanted to be on stage
0: for sure. I love that. What did your what did your parents teach you about work ethic?
1: Oh, I mean, so my parents, uh, they're both criminal defense attorneys, they were. And now my my mom is a criminal defense attorney and my dad is a judge. So they worked nonstop when I was younger. And um in terms of school, it was like always straight A's, striving for straight A's. You have to do your best. Um anything less than your best is not good enough. Mm. And, um, you know, I I think it was always, always, always get yourself involved in things and you should never kind of be sitting and stagnant and, and doing nothing. Um, and as long as you are trying your best at something, um, that's really all you can give. So if you, you, you try and you don't succeed, get up and try again. And um, my mom is a really powerful woman. And She, if I was ever down and crying, she said, great, you're going to cry for the next five minutes and then you're going to get up and you're going to do it again. She never Mm -hmm. let me wallow. And I think in the moment, you know, that maybe hurt or felt cold, but I am so appreciative of it because to this day, I I feel like I'm someone that can just kind of get up and do it again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so interested as well, what your parents taught you about kindness.
1: Oh, I mean- every interaction with anyone that you meet, you don't know who that person knows. You don't know what that person is going through. And so to walk through this world, I don't care. doesn't matter how talented you are. doesn't matter, you know, what heights you reach or where you get to, but you have to be kind to people. And, um, I saw it in their interactions. My parents are known for, especially my dad, um, known for his empathy and kindness. And i it was really incredible to watch them in their daily interactions in their lives. And, um, you know, they taught me to always be, be kind to maybe someone who is not, someone who is not fitting in. A lot of times that was me growing up. Um, so I experienced people not being kind to me and I'm very, very empathetic. And so I feel like came naturally to me to do that. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't, you know, we all have those experiences when we're younger where we we are unkind to someone because that's the cool thing to do, right? Growing up. And um, to me that felt instantly wrong. (laughs) And so I really couldn't do that. And if that made me less popular in the moment growing up in school, then so be it. But I mean, it's really the only way. And to be remembered for your kindness, I think is the greatest honor
0: yeah so. it's it it's free. <laughs> it goes so it's far.
1: Free. It really does. yeah.
0: It, uh, i'm I am curious. Uh, do you or have you had any particular mentors? and are there any standout pieces of advice or lessons?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple a couple mentors for me, they actually all most of them happen to be re- really strong women, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and have definitely shaped me into the strong woman I, I feel like I am today. I know that I am today. So one of them, um, her name is Jennifer Yormack, and she was my uh, kind of theater mentor, director outside of school. She had a, a children's theater. She has a children's theater. And so I would go outside of school and do shows at her theater. And she has such a commanding presence. When she walks into a room, her, the entire energy of the room shifts. Hmm. And she has this gravitas and this just, in, she walks through life like she is in charge of every room that she's in, in a really positive and good way. And that she just commands respect. And so I started working with her when I was in high school, um, my freshman in high school. And, uh, I remember specifically her changing my life for the first time in this one way. So we did a production of Lame and I was Madame Ternardier, you know, one of come like because you know I, I was come on, um, I I am very tall, so I was always cast as like the older woman in things, you know, the mature lady. Sure. So I was cast as Madame Thenardier, I think, at fourteen years old, and I was a ham, like totally like playing it up for laughs, and we were on stage one night and my, I had a prop of an actual wine bottle and, and I had to like kind of clink it up in the air with Tenardier and we were supposed to clink and I wasn't looking at him and I just was like hamming it up to the audience. And I actually chipped his tooth in the show. And I had no idea because I was just playing for laughs in the audience to the audience. So I get off stage and I see Jennifer there and she's standing there And she pulled, this is during the show, she pulls me over and she goes, do you know what you just did? I said, no, thought it went great. She goes, you just chipped someone's tooth because you were not paying attention to what you were doing on stage. You were hamming it up for the audience and you've lost control of the story. And she kind of just gave it to me in a very direct, like she wasn't angry, but she was firm with me. Yeah and kind of set me in my place and then pushed me back onto the stage for the next scene and I was like <gasps> like completely rattled and shaken but let me tell you I have never ever ever played for laps ever again I've only played the story and the intention in a scene and from that point on I mean I anything that she said I I just immediately soaked in and she has always been the person in my life that I know I can go to to get it from her straight and I, I 100% would not be where I am without her today. She's in my, in my bio for Broadway, which is really cool. And I, she came to see opening night, which was really special.
0: And congratulations. What a, hey. what a journey. What a journey, you know, back to the B-way, but also with Wicked. It's been such a, such a, a life path for you. I do want to talk about it. And I don't know if this, this might not be the show. It might be the show for you. But is there a particular role in a show that has taught you the most about yourself? or a significant amount about yourself.
1: Yeah, I and, and I think I can also add on to that in that I feel like every role teaches you a little bit. You find out a little bit more about yourself through every role that you play, at least for me. Mm. And I think the one that I felt like really pushed me the most was I played, again, going with the tall woman Situation. They cast me as Margaret Johnson in *The Light in the Piazza* in college, okay. and this woman is um, a little more mature than than I am. She's a mother, and you know, for those listeners out there who don't really know the show, it really feels like a play a play with music. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene work is is very intense, and um, this part is a lot she basically runs the entire show so i think and she's a soprano and i never used to consider myself someone that could sing that way and could experience emotion in the way that this character does while singing like very operatically Mm. and i feel like this role was the first time that i kind of let myself be very vulnerable on stage and it, it didn't feel good at first it doesn't feel good to like let go of those protective layers, you know, that we all guard ourselves with. Um, But you can't really play the truth of anything unless you do. And that was the first time that I realized that, is that I wasn't letting my authentic self shine on stage without like letting myself be truly vulnerable. Um, And it feels really weird at first. And then afterwards it feels like a weight has been lifted off of you. It feels so gratifying. And so I feel like I feel like playing that part really taught me that. And so I try, and, and I think that it, it also taught me that you have to kind of leave a little bit of, a little piece of your heart on stage every time, every time you do it. And it doesn't feel good sometimes, but then it feels great afterwards because you know that you, you have given something of yourself to the piece mm. every time that you do it. So I feel like I learned, I learned that from The Light in the Piazza.
0: Yeah, and you give quite a lot each night as Alphaba. I'm curious, yeah. leading up to going on stage, do you have a morning ritual, afternoon ritual, pre-show rituals, anything in particular?
1: Yeah, I mean, for on, so on, on tour, it was a little bit different because I played the role on tour for um, like two years altogether with a pandemic in between. Yeah. And so <laughs> that little pandemic. That thing. <laughs> But I, you know, it was really impor- important to me, especially out there because, you know, it can be so chaotic traveling and then getting situated and then doing the role and then traveling again. Um, I, I, it, it's really important to me to connect with the, like my fellow actors as humans before the show and to just check in and be like, how are you doing? How's your soul? How's your heart? What's, you know, what's going on with you? So that we can like meet each other where we're at on stage every night. That to me is, is the most important thing I can do. More so than like, you know, figuring out what I need that day for my body or for my mind or, you know, voice, because that, to me, I don't show up at the theater. I won't show up unless I know that I'm there vocally. So, you know, during the day, I like to connect with friends, family, catch up. Um, I guess that could be kind of in my little day ritual, kind of warming up the voice, like doing that stuff. Cause it's it, after the show at night, I'm, I'm pooped. Like I'm done for, you know what I mean? There's there's no chance of connecting with me at all. Um, but, and you know, just making sure I feel good for the day. So by the time I get to the theater, I do my little 10 minute, 15 minute vocal warm up. you know, move my body around a little bit. And then it's really just about making sure everyone else is okay and great. We can go off and do the show together.